okay with the world saying, hey, you've got six kids by the time you're 28. You got married when you were 19 years old. You have no degree. You can't sew. Therefore, you are not worthy of success. Wow. And so for me, I'm saying, no, I'm sorry. That's not good enough for me. I choose what I'm worthy of. And I choose what the limitations are that I put on myself. And those are the only ones that matter. Welcome, everybody. This is For the Love of Money, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success by sharing the tools, tips, and stories of those who have already made it. My name is Chris Harder, and each week I will bring you incredible guests in order to prove that when good people make good money, they do great things. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another amazing episode of For the Love of Money. I think you're going to really love today's episode because I'm sitting down with Aaron Hooley, the founder of Bailey's Blossoms. Yes, you've probably seen it on Instagram or online. It's that incredible children's fashion brand that has turned into a smashing success. It's this multi-million dollar company that she literally started from her kitchen table while having six children. So if you are an entrepreneur, especially a parent, you're going to leave this episode so dang inspired, you are just not even going to know what to do with yourself. Now, before we dive into the episode, speaking of being successful, I am so proud of the individuals in our first ever Fast Foundations five-month mastermind. Remember, that's the mastermind that we launched early in the year. For anybody that is newer to entrepreneurship with a business between zero and $499,000 per year. Now, why am I so impressed with them? Because the growth that they've had, I've got to be honest, totally exceeded my expectations. I love this group of individuals. They've bonded together and they have grown mentally, They have grown financially, and they have grown as entrepreneurs like I absolutely couldn't imagine. So if they're listening, number one, I'm proud of you guys. And if you're listening and have not been a part of it, guess what? We decided that we're going to do it again. Now, it's not open for enrollment, but if you want to be first on a waiting list, you can go to fastfoundations.com, check out the details there, and add yourself to the waiting list so that when we open it up again in June, you can get one of the first few spots that's going to be available. Again, go check it out at fastfoundations.com if you are an entrepreneur between zero and $499,000 so that you too can have the same explosive growth in five months that the current class is having. All right, let's talk to Erin because she is literally the model of making it happen. I love this episode. Remember, she's the founder of Bailey's Blossoms, the smash hit children's fashion brand that has turned into a multi-million dollar e-commerce company. And she built this company from the ground up, starting literally at her kitchen table while raising six kids. Talk about having no excuses, right? So we we share several stories where she refused to take no for an answer and refused to accept defeat. You're not going to believe some of the stories that she's been through. We obviously go in depth as to how do you balance being an extraordinary parent with an extraordinary entrepreneur. So you're going to find a lot of value in that. We talk about how she's mastered free marketing, really effective free marketing on her social media channels. And it's brilliant. It got my mind racing as to what I could do. And then, of course, we go into the ups and downs of working with your spouse because she retired her husband from Mercedes-Benz to come home and help grow this company. Of course, that comes up with a lot of challenges and a lot of wins. And we're going to dive deep into that. But best of all, 
Her ethos for giving is so strong that she represents everything that this show is about. When good people make good money, they do great things. She has literally worked giving into their revenue model, and I can't wait for you to hear how. So whether you are a parent that's an entrepreneur or whether you're an entrepreneur that is looking to be stripped of any excuses and totally motivated, this episode is going to leave you with goosebumps. So here we go. Erin, thank you so much for being on the show. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for letting me be here with you. Oh gosh, my honor, my privilege, especially to talk to somebody with six kids and a seven-figure business. That's insane. (laughs) So I can't wait to get into some of that stuff. So my show starts with rapid fire. It's a fun way to help listeners get to know you in a hurry. And if something like really good comes up that we want to circle back around on and and do a deep dive on, we'll do that. Does that sound good? Sounds great. Very cool. Okay, you're going to start really easy. Where'd you grow up? Uh, Irvine, California. Oh, kind of out here by us. Yes, I did. Where do you live now? Uh, right now, north of Fort Worth, Texas. So very different, a little less ocean. Do I dare <laughs> ask which one you like better? Oh, definitely California. Sorry, <laughs> Texan fans. <laughs> <laughs> we can edit that out if need be. Just kidding. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> so what's your favorite quote? Oh, goodness. My favorite quote. Mm. No, I apologize. I have so many of them. I'm trying to think of my favorite one to currently. One second. Okay, my most recent favorite quote, quote would have to be, well done is better than well said. Oh my God. Benjamin Franklin. I love yeah. that. That is so good. What is one of your superpowers? Oh goodness, not losing my mind in chaos. <laughs> We're definitely going to get into your <laughs> tips for that. What's one of your yeah. favorite books? Uh, one of my favorite books, I'm currently reading The, the Habit. Oh, I haven't. What is that? I haven't read that. The Power of Habit. Oh, Power of Habit. Yes. Oh yeah, sorry. Power Heard of Habit. really good fantastic. things about that book. Fantastic book. What is one thing you're challenged by right now? Oh, one thing I'm challenged by right now is learning how to give appropriate things away. Mm, we'll definitely get into that. And what is mm. one of your all-time favorite accomplishments so far? Oh, I would have to say my favorite accomplishment so far is really just the process of figuring out who I am in this whole entrepreneurship journey, which is very broad, but I'm sure we'll get into that too. Good answer. Two more quick ones. What is something generous you've done recently? Recently, I have... Well, every single year, one of the things that I do, that we do the most, that one of the things we do the most that I absolutely love is our... Every Thanksgiving, our entire team goes out to... Walmart. Everybody loads up a shopping cart and we take it over to the local food bank. It's one of my favorite, favorite traditions. Mm, Love that. And last but not least, what are you grateful for today? I am grateful for rain. We have green grass for the first time and my neighbors are probably loving it. (laughs) You know, it's funny. I grew up in the Midwest. So I grew up with like epic rainstorms and thunderstorms. And in California, we don't get that much. So I totally miss it. We're actually going you know to know the one thing though that we have here that you probably didn't. I don't know if you experienced this, but the red red fire ants—they're fantastic. They have, <laughs> they have power to eat you alive. Oh and my I god! Miss that Midwest grass where you can actually walk barefoot. That's not something we get in Texas. Oh really? Like you have to mm-hmm. watch out for them that much? Oh yes, they're evil. Oh my they're gosh! Oh, okay, I'm, I, I learned something new. I'm now avoiding red ants from now on. Yes. Avoid them, fire ants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start here. Uh, Bailey's Blossoms, your awesome uh, fashion company for children, is a yes. seven-figure children's fashion brand that was started yes. at your kitchen table. 
And mm-hmm. I love kitchen table success stories, by the way. So <laughs> why don't you kind of take us back to, to the origin of this awesome brand? What was happening? Absolutely. So my husband, who had just been going through grad school, and he got a job with Mercedes-Benz Financial Services, which took him to Michigan. And myself and our then three kids were in Arizona. I was running a preschool out of our house. I was always doing something on the side. And at night, I get a little antsy, a little bit crazy bored. And so one of my students had actually come to class and she was wearing this little hair flower. And I was kind of looking at it while we were playing. And I just thought, oh, that's so cute. My kids never look like they have a mother that knows how to do their hair or, <laughs> or, or that can help them in any way, shape or form in regards to that. So I looked at it and I said, I could probably do that. And then it might look like... I took care of my kids' hair every once in a while. And so I actually contacted all of my friends and I said, hey, who's got a 40% off Hobby Lobby coupon? And I grabbed as many as I could, took it to the store, went on a shopping binge, got flower heads and clips and ribbon and all sorts of stuff. And then I got home and I remember telling my husband, oh my gosh, look at all this I have. And I showed him a picture and he said, that doesn't look like it's just for Bailey. I mean, that's crazy. Like (laughs) you're out of control. And I said, you're right. I need to turn this into a business. I'll make the money back. How about that? Because I'm all about entrepreneurship. So I started crafting these hair accessories and then within a week, had it up had it up on a website and had it up on Etsy and it just started to unravel from there. That's awesome. And then it was it was pretty great. And at that point, you know, it's funny because I started looking at the this opportunity to be creative, this opportunity to build something. And yet as I'm doing the calculations, cause I'm also a spreadsheet person and I'm doing the calculations, looking at my dollar per hour proposition thinking, okay, surely I can't make that many hair accessories. This is not going to make a dent in my husband's school loans in our financial situation. And so I started thinking, what more could I do that would bring in something more than just a three or $5 hair accessory. So at that point, I don't sew, which is a kind of a funny thing for somebody that owns and designs clothing. I don't know how to sew. And so I started making these DIY uh, no-sew tutus. This is back in 2008, 2009. So the fluffier, the better, right? <laughs> and and I started making them and, and it was all about the first birthday and the six-month birthday shoot. And then I realized, okay, well, this is great, but I have to find a new customer every single time. I can't retarget these people unless they have multiple little girls. And so at that point I thought, okay, well, what can I do that has a little bit more longevity and Halloween was coming up. And so then I said, okay, well, what if I make tutu costumes? And so I put, you know, witch hats and, and little ghosts and all all sorts of little characters and made it come to life. And it was fantastic. It was a slam dunk for about three months until the holiday was over and then it was dead. And I thought, okay, how do I keep that momentum throughout the entire year? How do I do that? And so I started, as I kept playing with, you know, the birthdays and the, and the six months and how to, how to be able to get this to be more stabilized rather than feast or famine. Now, fast forward a little bit. Now we're in Michigan and I remember the second Halloween that we did. And it was absolutely crazy. And then the third, by the, by the third Halloween, we had shut down the preschool. I was just doing Bailey's Blossoms at this point. And it was predominantly on Etsy. And I remember, I remember looking and saying, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. I cannot possibly keep up. And so I flew my mother out 
to Michigan to help me with the house and with the kids and with everything. And she just kept hearing my app, my Etsy app go off to ching, ching, ching all day long. <laughs> and she said, Aaron, turn it off. And I said, I can't, I can't. We, I, we've got bills to pay. We have all these things. And she said, honey, you, this is like a sickness. You just need to turn it off. And I finally did, but amidst many a tears, I was so just in, in angst over this. And, um, and then we made it through that and not, and just a few months afterwards, my husband got a, um, a job offer that would take us to Sao Paulo, Brazil. And so in that moment, I thought, hallelujah, I'm not allowed to work in Brazil. I don't have a work visa. I'm shutting this sucker down. And, and I did, and I just said, you know, at that point we had about 25,000 followers on, on Facebook. And I said, Hey guys, stay tuned. We'll be back in about two to three years. And when we are back, it's going to be even bigger and better than it ever was before. And of course, I had no idea what that meant, but I just knew that I wanted to create something. And I needed to make it sustainable where I could keep up with it because wow. I couldn't in that moment. This is amazing. Yeah. I, I want to jump in real quick because most people yeah. would, would like pray for the momentum that you had at that moment. And here oh, you goodness. are like freaking out and you welcome this break where you have to shut down your business for a while. Yes. Because I needed clarity. I needed time to reconstruct what my vision and what my dream looked like because it was happening so fast. I didn't have time to think. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, so were you freaked out? Uh, did you have anything, you know, thoughts from scarcity? Like if I shut this down, it may not start up again? Or were you that far over the edge where you're like, I don't care if it never starts up again. I'm going to Brazil. Peace out. Oh, goodness. I was so far gone over that edge. There was no coming back. I mean, I was, my house was in chaos. There was tool everywhere. I was barely keeping up with life and there was no semblance of balance at all. And I just knew that it could be so much better. I just needed a moment to catch my breath and figure out what better looked like. Wow. Okay. So how long were you in Brazil? We ended up being in Brazil for two years. And then what And happened? then when we came back, you know, and during those two years, we were able to pay off my husband's school debts. We saved up some money so that we could have a, a, a purchase another home and, and have a down payment on our home. Because when we left Arizona, it was in the middle of a recession. So that was a big hit to us as well. And um, we came back, we purchased a home and we had about $35,000 left over in our little safety net. And I said, Brandon, that's my husband. I said, Brandon, I want to restart Bailey's Blossoms. I've had these two years. I think I've got this concept. I know what I want to do. It's going to be so great. And I know that I'll be able to keep up with it in this new format. And he said, okay, how much is it going to take? And I said, all of it, every last time. And being a patient and supportive husband as he is, he said, okay, all right. And I said, give me a year, give me a year to pay it back and I'll put every last cent back where it belongs. And he said, okay. And within three months, I was able to put all of that back. It was a fantastic endeavor. And what, what I did was I actually did a a YouTube video where I said, okay, instead of me making these costumes, making these tutus, making these hair accessories, I'm just going to show you how to do it. And I'll be the middleman supplier. So I was sourcing directly um, from overseas, getting all of those products directly to us. So we had our little garage warehouse of sorts. And then I was that middleman who was teaching people how to be an entrepreneur themselves, whether they want to sell it as a business, whether they want to do it for their child and save some money. I didn't really care. I just knew that I didn't want to do the labor piece. I wanted to do the, for the initial creation, but not creating the same thing over and over and over again. 
That's brilliant. By the way, was your husband like 100% on board or did he have any oh, fears or trepidation? absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, let's go there a little bit because I think a lot oh of people listening and just to give you an idea, I'm yeah. about 65% women, 35% men and almost everyone's an entrepreneur. And this is one of the questions I get the most is how do I get my significant other on board? Yes, and that's a huge question. And really it just came down to trust. And he always, always said, you know what? I need to provide you, I need to give you an opportunity to give you wings to fly. And it's not my job to cut you down, regardless of whether or not I think this is a good idea. I, I can't have all the good ideas. I need to allow you to have some too. Trial and error. It's just mutual respect. And so he's always been very good at that. So even though I knew that he was very skeptical and he was very scared, he allowed me to have that, that bandwidth to just run. That's amazing. That's a great guy. Yeah, he's a fantastic guy. He's a fantastic guy. I love it. So, it was, you know, it was really, really an interesting situation. So at that point, now we've got these DIY tutus and everything else. And I said, okay, well, there are some people that are saying, please, please, please just make this for me. I don't want to make it. I don't want to mess around. Please just the design's beautiful. Will you just make it? And I'm like, oh, I don't want to open up that can of worms. So I said, okay, what else can I do for this group of people that I'm not serving, that I want to be able to serve? What does that look like? And so that's when I drafted up the first concept of a, an article of clothing already made, which was the romper. And then I said, okay, well, let's do a romper and a hair accessory and a piece of jewelry. We put it all together in this little outfit and provide that to those people that maybe are not interested in crafting or want something that's just one and done. And that was the initial embarking, if you will, into this whole clothing line endeavor. So, and it gets really interesting too, because now Etsy, we were one of the top children's shops on Etsy. And in 2015, we sold around $600,000 worth of merchandise on Etsy. Wow. And in December, I got this, you know, this, we're so happy to be partners with you Christmas gift. And then in January, I said to my husband, I said, okay, what would happen if we weren't just entrepreneurs? What would happen if you left Mercedes? It's a fantastic company, but what would happen? Could we do that? Could we be entrepreneurs? Could we work together like that? And, and we were very um, spiritually inclined people. So we hit our knees and we said, you know what? Yeah, this is something that we want to try to do. So in 2016, starting in January, we're going to budget as if your income doesn't exist. Wow. We'll put me on the payroll for the first time and being paid by Bailey's Blossoms. And let's just see if we can make this work. Wow. Okay. I've got to ask right here because I work with my wife in in a number of different companies and working together as a husband and wife can be really difficult and also Mm -hmm. equally rewarding. And now you are different because you're throwing six kids in the mix. So what is the biggest thing that the two of you had to work on or work out when he came home from Mercedes-Benz? Oh, 110% communication. I mean, just never holding back, no filter and, and respectfully knowing how to articulate to one another, what our needs are, Mm, the perceptions of how we're reading one another, whether or not they may be, we may be interpreting each other correctly. We talk it out until we're both on the same page and nobody walks away from a conversation saying, man, I think he meant this, or I think she meant this. We know in lockstep what the both of us mean, even though we are completely opposite people, completely opposite people. That's really cool. Okay. So he comes home, you guys work through communication. What's next? Well, so, okay. Well, actually at this point he doesn't come home. So in January, we decided to go through this whole budgeting experience. Right. And then a couple weeks later, 
we have a falling out with Etsy and we get pulled from the platform. Oh no. Oh yes. Panic time. Fantastic. Oh, panic time to the umpteenth degree. So now I'm in my office. I'm going back and forth. I'm going, this isn't happening. Like I must be being punked. I'm not sure what's, you know, what is this? This is a joke, right? And I walk out to my office because at that point we had a small team of people that worked out of our garage. And I walked out and at the time my um, customer service lead, she was about eight and a half months pregnant. And I walked out and I said, hey guys, here's the situation. And she said, Aaron, are you telling me that when, after I have this baby, I'm not going to have a job? Oof. And in that moment, that was in fact what I was going out to tell them. I didn't want to mince words. But after she said it like that and the way she looked at me, it just pierced me to the core and I couldn't. And I said, no, I'm telling you that if you will be flexible with me, your job description just might change. Wow. And she said, okay, what do we do today? There's no orders. There's no messages. What do we do? 85% of our sales are on Etsy. What do we do? And I said, okay, I want you guys to send a message to every single person who's ever purchased with us and say, hey, thank you so much for your support. We just wanted to give you a heads up that Bailey's Blossoms can now exclusively be found at baileysblossoms.com. That's it. Nothing else. Just that. And so for the next 24, 48 hours, that's all we did. And I started to watch the response of people that were coming back saying, oh my gosh, what a huge step. Oh my gosh, congratulations. This is amazing. This is incredible. And, and I thought, you know what, we can actually, this could be a good thing. Now, all of a sudden, we're paying attention to our own land. And instead of being built on a third-party platform that we don't own, now we're focusing on our website. And I realized very clearly that you can't own a house that's built on someone else's property. Nope. It's never yours. Nope. And so within 48 hours, we saw this huge spike in our sales, four times the amount of sales that we'd ever seen before. Wow. And I thought, what the heck is going on? Like, this doesn't need to make sense. What is happening? And so at that point, and we're very socially driven. So now I'm going to social media and I'm looking at Instagram, I'm looking at Facebook and especially Instagram. And I'm seeing this influx of people tagging us in photos and I'm going, what's going on? And then I'm looking at their history of other times that they've posted their kids in similar items that are also ours. And people would say, Hey, where'd you get that rocker? And they say, Oh, isn't it so cute? Hashtag Etsy. Well, now all of a sudden it was, Oh, isn't it so cute? Hashtag Bailey's blossoms. Wow. So in that moment I thought, Holy smokes, I've been missing out on one of the biggest opportunities. And that is claiming my brand name. I had no idea the power of branding until I was forced to brand. Oh my gosh. So you found the blessing out of that mess for sure. Oh, huge. That year we grew 233%. My oh. husband quit his job. Um, we still work very happily together. I mean, all is well in the world, but it was, it shook us up. And, and, and I think every single time that we've ever experienced exponential growth has always come off of something like that. So now it's to the point where I'm like, oh, we're getting shaken up. Instead of panicking, now I'm just getting excited. What a great default response. But I want to really be clear for everybody listening. Like, it didn't feel good in the moment, did it? No. Oh, heavens no. <laughs> Describe what you were feeling on that day when oh, you know Etsy's like, peace, you're out. And you had to go out and the woman says, oh my gosh, am I not going to have a job? And you, know, you, you just decided to roll up your sleeves and, and experiment. How were you feeling? You know, before I had that clarity of, you know what? 
there's nothing about this road that's conventional. There's nothing about my resume that says that this should have ever worked, even up to the point that it had. So I'm not okay with the world dictating what I'm allowed to accomplish. I'm not okay with the world saying, hey, you've got six kids by the time you're 28. You got married when you were 19 years old. You have no degree, you can't sew. Therefore, you are not worthy of success. And so for me, I'm saying, no, I'm sorry, that's not good enough for me. I choose what I'm worthy of. And I choose what the limitations are that I put on myself. And those are the only ones that matter. And so in that brief moment of just devastating, crippling, I'm a failure, I realized, you know what? Nobody can tell me what that I'm a failure except me. And only if I accept this as the end, does this become my story? And I, I talk about this a lot because for, there's so many entrepreneurs that I think get stuck on failure. And for them, it becomes the end, end of the road. It's a dead end, dead end. Nowhere left to go. Time to throw up your hands. It's over. Go back to a nine to five. And what I'm saying is the only difference between a successful entrepreneur and somebody who doesn't succeed is that those who find success are unwilling to call that a dead end. It's a turn in the road. It's an opportunity to pivot. But there is no such thing as hands up. I'm done. I quit. Mm, I love that. Let me ask you this. Other than your resourcefulness and this, you know, you can't keep me down attitude, What's your secret sauce with this brand? Because let's be honest, there's plenty of great kids brands out there and social yeah. media marketing and Etsy marketing and, and uh, you know, any type of e-commerce marketing. It is flooded right now. It so is so flooded. <laughs> why you? How are you guys standing out so well? What's your secret sauce? You know, one of the things that I've always done, and, and a lot of times I didn't even know that I was doing it until I had other people come onto the team and go, oh, that was your strategy. I'm like, actually, that wasn't a strategy. We were just doing it. <laughs> but thanks but for showing me. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I could see how you could see it that way. But for me, it is the way you treat people. You know, there was a story, I can't remember if it was this past year or the year previous, but a woman was returning a dead Christmas tree after Christmas to Costco. Did you see that? No. Uh -uh. Oh my gosh. Fantastic. And while you can have your own opinions about that situation, nobody stepped up and said anything bad about Costco in that moment. Everybody was singing Costco's praises. Nobody dislikes Costco. Costco's fantastic. Nobody dislikes Target. Nobody like, I mean, we all know the places where they treat you like gold, regardless of whether or not you deserve it. And for me, I thought, you know what? Regardless, I'm going to treat people like gold. Mm. Even if they treat me like trash, even if they take advantage of me, even if I know that they are using me, I will still treat them with the hope that they will have a change of heart. Maybe they won't, but I'm still going to treat them as if they are my number one customer, every single person. So every time we have a new customer service agent that joins our team, the number one thing we say, and they say, how do I talk to this person? Like they're your best friend, every single person, like they're your best friend. Because if you treat people that way, it doesn't matter if somebody else copies a design or undercuts your price or whatever it happens to be, they will become not just your customer, they become your fans. And if you can make your customers your fans, then you have a loyal person for life. This is so important. I really want people to grasp this because they have this default mode sometimes of, well, I'm going to show you, or you're not going to do this to me, or I'm not going to stand for this, you right. know, all of this ego or whatever you want to call it, 
pops up and, and they actually make the situation worse for themselves. So and you're worse. saying, doesn't matter who's right, who's wrong. I'm going to treat you like gold. And it creates mm-hmm. these raving fans when this is done as a consistent policy. Absolutely. And the funny thing is, if you look at social media, if somebody ever gets on one of our ads or one of our one of our posts and says something negative, we don't have to defend ourselves because we have thousands of people that are defending us for us. Mm. So we never have to go up and get I mean, we don't have to do anything that other than be nice. And that's the only way that I ever want to be. Now, another thing that we also do is we actually have what we do uh, back in the day when I couldn't afford a a dollar of paid advertising. And I thought, okay, how do we create engagement authentically and organically? How do you do that? And I also couldn't afford a photographer, but I knew that my crummy photography skills weren't cutting it. So I thought, okay, how about this? What if, what if we do what we now call a cutie contest where every single month we invite people to share their pictures of their kids, their nieces, their nephews, their grandchildren, whoever, wearing their Bailey's Blossom. Sometimes we even get little dogs wearing our stuff. <laughs> and we get these pictures in, we put them on our Facebook, we showcase them on our website, and it's all for a chance for them to win a gift certificate to baileysblossoms.com. Amazing. And this is monthly? Monthly. This is amazing because month. now they're going out and getting the professional photos and yes. it's literally a contest of who can you know create the best content yes. and you get to use it. And we get to use it. We put it on our, we do, we use it in our advertising. We use it on our website and you want to know something else. When somebody sees their child, their little chubby cheek child on the homepage of our site, they snapshot it. They post it everywhere. Oh yeah. Because everybody feels like, man, I'm a part of this brand. And that grows that loyalty as well. We allow people to be a part of our story in every fiber of our story. That is so good. I love this. You keep bringing up social media. And, uh, you know, your, your Instagram page for your company is amazing. Um, everything you you guys do is, is, is on point. You have over 200,000 followers there. I forget how many on Facebook. What 550 on Facebook. Yeah. Epic job. What is your social media advice for everyone who's struggling to be seen and to grow their audience right now? You know, the biggest thing is to engage. I think, you know, we, we all hear the content is king, but that engagement is, that is the thing that people need. If, If you have people that are just liking your stuff, but not commenting, take a look. If you've got the time, take a moment to send them a DM, a private message and say, thank you so much for liking this post. I just wanted to know, how can I serve you better? What can I do for you today? And you know what? The next time you post, guess who's commenting? Mm -hmm. Yep. And not only does that create real human engagement, it also works in your favor for the algorithms. Absolutely. It's, Absolutely. It's amazing. You know, I made a, a commitment that no matter how big my social media grows, I'm going to find time to answer everybody's DMs. And, and I still do to this day. And I'm telling you that there's no replacement for that honest engagement. Oh, yeah. It's huge. And people appreciate it so much, especially because the larger you get, the less they expect it. So when that does happen, it is just an instant connection tie. I think we, we call it social media thinking that we're being so social, but the reality is we're not really doing a good job of connecting at all. So when you make that extra effort to actually connect with someone, and even one of the things I love is sending a voice message through DM so people can actually hear you. You're talking to them. And it, it just, all of a sudden, that, that connection that we're all craving happens for just a moment. And they want more of it. And they become... 
they become loyal to you because you're providing it to them. And, and I think a lot of times people don't even realize that that's what they're craving yeah. until you give them a little bit and they go, oh, wow. I love that. that. And that's something anybody mm-hmm. can do, right? This is not paid ads. This is not anything no. that has any barrier of entry. Just engage, just yep. engage and, and, and do it consistently. I love that. So here's what I want to ask you about. One of the most clever marketing ideas I've ever seen in my entire life, and I don't know if this was an accident or on purpose, was when I saw that Bailey's Blossoms brand was on the prices Right as one of the <laughs> showcase showdown prizes. Yes. I, and here's another weird thing. I grew up watching that show and I loved that show. And I've had now a couple of guests who have either been on The Price is Right or gotten their products on there somehow. So tell us this story. How in the world did you you make that happen? Okay, funny enough, we didn't make that happen. They reached out to us. So I don't even really know how it happened. It was just fell into our laps. And that was actually, we've been on there twice now. They've reached out to, we were on there this year for their baby um, showcase. And we were on there two years ago as well. And both times they reached out to us. That's amazing. yeah. <laughs> so do, that must be a component though of everything else you're doing to be seen. Right. And I think that's it is that as you're doing those small, consistent things, people take notice and there's natural organic things that happen without having to spend an arm and a leg. So we actually, I mean, we've had a lot of celebrity endorsements that have happened as well. And we haven't reached out to anybody. We didn't send anybody anything. They just, they purchased they tagged us on social media and then we reached out and said, holy smokes, thank you so much. Would you be willing to write a quick little um, testimonial? And we'd be happy to, we'd love to feature on our press page. And nine times out of 10, they respond and go, heck yeah, yeah, I'd be happy to do that. So so it's just taking note. And I think that's another thing too. Every single person who tags us in a photo, every single person who gives us love, every single person who has a comment, we respond to every single one. And if you allow yourself to get to the point where that becomes too overwhelming, you're missing out on opportunities because all of those, they never waved a flag saying, Hey, here I am. I just sent a picture. We would have missed it if we weren't paying attention. Wow. I love that. You know, in this short half hour so far, it's clear that you are a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant entrepreneur, but you're doing this with six kids and it would be a crime (laughs) if I didn't ask about this. How in the world are you getting this done with six kids? Because again, this is one of the most common questions that I get here at the show is, and, and yes. I'm almost going to say excuse, not question. It's mm-hmm. always the, yeah, but I would love to, but. So why don't you address right. that? Okay. So that's a fantastic question. And you know, my kids are, my oldest is Bailey. She's 13. So I've got a 13 year old, an 11 year old, a 10, a nine, a six and a five. I had to think for a second because they all just had birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> but Anyways, and four of them are boys. So I don't know any of you with boys, you understand that it's a whole different dynamic of crazy. So the biggest thing is the misconception that in order to be balanced, you have to split up your time equally is not right. It's a losing battle. And so for me, balance isn't about equal time. It's about present time. If all I have to give my kids is an hour today, I better be the most focused mom in that hour that I can possibly be. And they will be more grateful for that than six hours of me constantly being pulled away because I'm checking my phone or my emails or being, or answering phone calls or whatever it happens to be. So it's when I'm working, I am working and I'm working as hard and as fast and as awesome as I can muster. And when I am mothering, I am mothering. And same thing, when I'm a wife, I'm going to do that. And every single aspect of my life, mother, daughter, sister, friend, all of these, 
I need to be disconnected, unplugged, focused on that one thing in order to succeed in it well. Quality over quantity. Absolutely. I love that. That goes for anything in life, but what an incredible tip. What's the biggest struggle or challenge having a family of that size while growing a business of this size? Oh, goodness. Well, I could tell you things that would make you squirm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Honestly, I have found that the biggest challenge is mom guilt or shame, like parental shame, however you want to call it. Those guilt and shame, those self-sabotaging mindsets that we allow to kind of creep in, they can be so destructive on our productivity, on our mentality, on our mood, all of that. So for me, what keeps me afloat is a sense of humor. I have to be able to laugh. I'm either going to laugh or I'm going to cry. I heard a quote once that said, um, I, I, you're either laugh or you cry. And I prefer to laugh because crying gives me a headache. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. That's and a really so good insight. It is. <laughs> and so I try to remember that. And you know what? There are times I, every single day, there's at least 50 chaotic things that happen in any given day. And I can throw my hands up and pull my hair out and feel like I'm out of control, or I can just embrace it and be like, you know what? Instead of being surprised that one of my boys peed off of a a windowsill, I'm just going to expect that that's going to happen. So when it happens, I can roll, roll my eyes, smack them around a bit and go on with my day. Oh my God. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> Let's talk generosity for a moment. You know, this show's tagline is when good people make good money, they do great things. And, and you guys are doing that. And I really want to highlight that. You know, I know part of your corporate mission is that part of your proceeds go to various charities and you even have, have it on your website, which is awesome. So from food drives to the American Red Cross yes. to everything else, why is this so important to you? You know, it's funny because for me, I'm a huge believer in karma. And again, back to that whole faith-based thing. If I'm going to ask for the Lord to come down and open up the windows of heaven and just bless me and bless my family, I surely better not be stingy on my end. And so I can't ask for anything that I'm not willing to pour into other people. Mm, So it's really, it is just that, that concept of, At the end of the day, if I'm doing everything that I can to make a difference in my kids' lives, with their schools, with their friends, in my neighborhood, in my community, in all of these different areas, then then I feel like I can say, okay, now I'm worthy to be blessed with something more so that I can do something more with it. But I need to prove myself at every step along the way. And so it's funny because this really started back before my husband quit his job. And there were the summer months. I was having a hard time figuring out the summer months. And there was always a lull. People were traveling. People were on vacation. Sales always went down in that, you know, June, July, August. And I thought, okay, well, what can we do? What can we do to boost this up? And so I decided, I just said, you know what? It's the middle of July. 100% of sales today, 100% are going to go towards, um, we're going to make, uh, little homeless care packages. And then me and my family are going to take them around. Oh, that is so cool. Or just anything like that. Just to get out. I think it's really easy to get in your own zone of I need, I need, I need. But when that starts to happen, the quickest way to get over that is to turn that sight away from yourself and say, what can I give? Rather than what can I get? What can I give? And every single time I focus on giving, the receiving happens naturally. That so is, that's just been a process I firmly believe in. I love that. Do you have a favorite moment of giving that totally stands out to you? 
You know, that one that I just shared, when my ki- I took my kids for the first time, we went um, into, into the Dallas-Fort Worth area in a, in a pretty rough area and watching them, watching them hand these bags to people and hearing their stories. And then um, we had people that were asking us to pray with them and all sorts of things. And just watching my kids realize and understand that the world is bigger than their own backyard. Mm. And that if they are going to do anything great, they need to be thinking about really big things, bigger things than themselves. I love that. How do you want your kids to view success or money when they grow up? Hmm. I, that's a fantastic question. You know, it's funny because when we were in Brazil, um, there was really a very, very minuscule middle class. You've got your upper, upper, and you've got your lower, lower, and they're all kind of intermingled. And so when we left Brazil, I think they call that uh, California as well. (laughs) Yes, that as well. And, uh, you know, we would, they saw a lot of things that I knew that because of their ages, they were going to forget. And that was devastating to me. And so I want to work very hard with my husband and with our kids to make sure that, that we constantly are bringing to their mind and giving them perspective on all the things that they've been given. Because I think entitlement is the most devastating thing that can happen to our children. Mm-hmm. And so I really try very hard not to give them any handouts. You know, my, my daughter wants to go to a movie with her friends. Okay, pull out your babysitting money. I mean, mom and we don't even give our kids allowance. And I know that's pretty extreme, but... We just, we teach them to work. And if they don't want to work, then they don't get to choose and dictate their play. <laughs> so so we try really hard to help them understand that you can be anything you want, but you have to get off that couch. You have to put that that game away or, or close off that iPad and you have to do something with your time, something valuable. And then when you're doing something valuable, then you have the opportunity to dictate what your future looks like. Wow. That is really awesome advice. That is fantastic. I love that. So where can we find you and where can we find Bailey's Blossoms? Yeah. So Bailey's Blossoms is just baileysblossoms.com. And it's also on Facebook and Instagram and all the places. And then, you know, I think the biggest thing with this whole transition when my, and that I'd love to touch on my husband when he, when he quit Mercedes-Benz Financial Services and in that self-same first quarter that he was gone and they were putting on, they do an annual women's leadership summit in the community. And they asked me to speak at this conference. And I said, yeah, I'd love to. Cause I knew that speaking was something I always wanted to do. I just didn't know how to start. Right. And so I felt very empowered, very excited to be showcased as a disruptor and or disruptor and a, and a creative leader in the community. And, and yet then I get this email and I said, can you, and they said, can you send us a bio and a headshot? And I thought, a bio and a headshot? Are you kidding me? I'm a stay-at-home mom or working mom, whatever you want to call me. Uh, I don't have a bio and I definitely don't have a headshot. And, and I went into this little minor self-sabotaging cycle where, and then I asked my husband, I said, okay, you're corporate. You know what a bio should look like. Everything I'm reading online says Harvard, Yale, you know, all of these fantastic, amazing credential things and, and certificates. I have none of that. What do I say? And so, <laughs> um, after a brief moment of feeling pity and feeling sorry for myself that I wasn't as awesome as all these people that I wanted to be like, and then I realized, you know what, that's why this story needs to be told. The story needs to be told because not everybody's path is conventional. And for those people who feel like they weren't given everything on a silver platter, they don't have all the stars are not aligned for you. So maybe success isn't meant for me. That's where I'm saying, "Mm -mm, nope, nope. 
And so I said, I taught, my daughter was 11 years old at the time. I gave her my camera and I said, here's how you're going to hold it. Here's how you're going to shoot it. (laughs) She took my first headshot and I wrote this very unconventional bio and I marched up to that stage with all of my little jitters and said, you know what? Who cares? We're just going to do this and we're just going to go big or go home. And walking off of that stage, having that experience. And I turned to my husband and I had just tears in my eyes. And I said, oh my gosh, this is why, this is why this has all worked because I need to help people get out of their own way. I need to help people get out of their own way. And so now I've actually just recently started my own podcast, Conquering Chaos and erinihooley.com. And you can also find erinihooley on Instagram and Facebook. And this is all a very new thing, but I'm trying to shake the world up a little bit. Mm. I want to make, I want to make people see what they can really accomplish if they just try. I love that you're doing that. You're stepping up from behind the brand saying, Hey, here's my yes. story, not just the brand story. Here's my story. And I want the story to empower you to step through the scary stuff and do what you were meant to do here. Yes. I love that. Well, you're absolutely a shining example of that. Very last question for you. Give me a reason why people should be unapologetic about their pursuit of success. I think that as you are growing as an individual, your growth in business happens in tandem. And so if I am constantly looking to improve myself, my business is naturally going to improve along with me. If I am in in a standstill for myself, then likely my business is in a standstill as well. And so if you are growing in tandem with your company, there is nothing to be ashamed of, nothing at all. It is that that opportunity to step into who you were created to be is is a God-given blessing. And the ability to be able to shake off the woes, the concerns, the 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 worries of failure, the the perceptions of people that don't really matter, all of that creates a light that the world just needs more of. Wow, I freaking love I love that so much. Aaron Huli, you are a superstar and a walking <laughs> example of permission to be successful and permission to find a way to do it regardless of what's going on around you. And and I know that you being on this episode will improve the lives of so many other entrepreneurs out there, especially the parents listening. So I can't say thank you enough. Thank you. This has been such a pleasure and it's so fantastic to be on here with you. I appreciate it. So valuable. I love it. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.